What is up, people? You are listening to another episode of the Imperial Broadcast. I'm your host, Shamari Stewart, joined as always by my co-host, Kendall Stewart. Kendall, what is up? What's up, Shamari? Uh, another back for another episode of the Imperial Broadcast. We've um, been out for a few weeks, uh, but it's been a really slow time in Star Wars. With that being said, uh, us being gone has allowed there to be more stories to talk about, and um, among those, we got uh, some video game news. You know, the last time we were on here, we talked a lot about, um, you know, Star Wars Outlaws uh, and, you know, the kind of the first look that we saw at that. Um, you know, we uh, had an update uh, this week, um, you know, or at least some reports on a game that we haven't talked about in quite a while uh, because we did not expect to talk about it for quite a while. Um and yeah. that game, of course, is Star Wars Eclipse, uh, being made by uh, uh, Quantic, Quantic Dream. Quantic, Quantic Dream. Um, and so we got an update on that. Uh, so and, and a potential release date or a release window. Uh, so excited to talk about that. But we also got some news on uh, the Ray movie um, that's coming out. Uh, some some reports on that. Um, and we'll also be talking about. Uh, a certain character from a certain Han Solo movie, uh, not Han Solo, but uh, Amelia Clark's Kira character, and whether or not there may be some development moving there. So, uh, quite a bit of news, uh, and we'll also we'll also update you guys on Indiana Jones, uh, not a Star Wars property, but a Lucasfilm property, uh, and you know just came out uh, the I believe fifth installment of indiana jones if i'm not mistaken just uh, came out I'm not sure um in theaters and the box office is out uh it's directed by james mangold who is uh going to be directing um the future star wars film on the uh beginnings of the jedi order coming up in the next couple of years so uh, a lot of star wars connections we'll talk about the reception of that movie and the box office and what it means for Star Wars. Uh, all that is exactly right, Kendall. Uh, so yeah, we have we have a few, uh, quite a few different topics to talk about today. Um, so it should be an interesting show. Um, also, full disclosure, uh, just for everyone listening, we are recording on the Fourth of July. Um, Happy Independence Day, which of course you're listening to this probably afterwards, but. Um, so if you do hear any kind of popping in the background, it's probably fireworks. Um, so with that being said, we can jump into our topic. So I want us to kind of start with this um, Daisy Ridley um, recruiting John Boyega uh, story that Kendall, you had actually told me about. So this is um, uh, still pretty, pretty new news to me. Um, so this is according to the Latino Review. Um, who, you know, they have, uh, been known to, to follow, particularly, I think Star Wars news, we, we, they, they tend to get, um, um, they seem to be in the know when it comes to Star Wars, uh, particularly, but they, um, are reporting that Daisy Ridley is pushing for John Boyega, uh, to return as Finn in the New Jedi Order, uh, movie. So, um, uh, they are specifically claiming that um, uh, insiders close to the studio um, are suggesting that the return of Finn could play a vital role in bridging the narratives of the Star Wars sequel trilogy 
in the upcoming uh, project featuring DC Ridley's character, Ray Skywalker, which we all know I don't enjoy referring to her as Skywalker because why are we calling her Skywalker? But Ray Skywalker. <laughs> um, uh, but um, so that seems to be what is um, that seems to be what what their insiders are saying. So this to me. Um, so in terms of Ray being at or Finn uh, being a part of this Ray movie in general, um, I think that would make a lot of sense. Um, so it's not surprising to me that they are or that Daisy really specifically uh, would want Finn to be in the movie. Um, I would I would assume that her pitch to Finn or to to John Boyega would be that he Finn would be a Jedi because even John Boyega at this point acknowledges that Finn should have been a Jedi. <laughs> um, so I would think that that would be a part of the pitch. Um, that yeah, when when you come back, you'll be a Jedi, and I would hope that that's part of the pitch. I would be very disappointed if that wasn't part of the pitch. Um, so. So yeah, so I'm I'm hoping that that's the case. In terms of you know, do I want Finn to be in the movie? I, um, yes, but I would want I would want there to be some kind of real meaningful growth for Finn as a character, um, and consistency. I would hope that there's some consistency. That's been something that's we've seen now has been severely lacking at Lucasfilm when it comes to their developing of trilogies. Um, or Disney Lucasfilm specifically. So I would hope that there is a consistent story that they know they want to tell <laughs> for this character and that they have set up for this character and that they're not, they don't, they aren't going to change it. Even if there's some kind of director fallout, which we've seen frequently happen with Kathleen Kennedy's, uh, Lucasfilm so far. So, um, that would be my hope, but we would just have to see. But Kendall, what are your what is your thoughts on um, this news about uh, Daisy Ridley trying to recruit Finn? Um, hey, look, I think that it's interesting. Uh, it's funny when we talk about the Ray Skywalker thing because you can always tell how somebody feels about the sequel trilogy, whether or not they refer to Ray as Ray Palpatine or Ray Skywalker. <laughs> I've seen people. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be like they'll just call it Ray Palpatine. You're like, all right, <laughs> but um, but yeah, no. I mean, when you when you're talking about this Ray movie, um, look, I don't think that. I mean, when we talked about it before, we didn't really talk about you know this big thing about John Boyega and whether or not he'd be in it. We didn't have this long conversation about him, or really even Oscar Isaac's Poe Dameron. I think we may have mentioned it briefly, like you know. It would make sense for them to be in it, but uh, just from a realistic standpoint, it didn't seem like that was going to happen, particularly with John Boyega. Um, but if you can make it happen, I would encourage it. You know, I think that it's from a story perspective, uh, it can work. I think from a marketing perspective and selling the movie and getting people excited about it, I think that it's a plus. Because at this point, once you make a movie around Ray, I think there could be some people that will argue, ah, well, you put Boyega in it and you have Daisy Ridley and then all of a sudden it's just, you know, the fourth 
movie of the sequel trilogy. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's like coming off Rise of Skywalker. Is there anybody that really wants to see that? But I kind of feel like that's what this is anyway. And the release, once you put them, once you're having a Ray movie, I just think that the first three movies in the sequel trilogy were Ray movies. So, like, I don't think that, yep. you know, the mass audiences are going to look at this as like some offshoot. Not not related to it's gonna they're gonna look at it as a time jump, you know. But I don't think they're gonna look at it as some 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 offshoot spinoff type of project. So I don't I don't understand why you try shy away from that. Supposed to maybe leaning into it and saying, look, I'm not saying you're gonna brand it as a Skywalker saga movie or Episode Ten or whatever you want to call it, but you know, including John Boyega only excites the people that do actually like those movies. Um, and, and I don't, I don't think that the people that dislike those movies, I mean, I, there's, there's so many different versions of Star Wars fans that I I can't speak for everybody, but I feel like they're, I feel like the majority of people that don't like those movies, like their main criticism has nothing to do with Boyega or, or if it is about Boyega, it's about like how he's underutilized or misplaced. It wasn't like, you know. I hated his character and like he's a bad actor and we needed less of him. Like that wasn't really the, that wasn't really the thing. So like, I don't think that like you mentioned, if we're bringing Boyega back on the, on the pretense that, um, that he's going to be a Jedi and that he's going to have, um, you know, real, real like action sequences. And he's going to have, uh, a character fleshed out on that, on that side of it on the fourth side of it, then I think that most people would sign up for it. So, and also I don't think that for the people that did like that movie or did like those movies, I don't think that I think a large majority of them would also still appreciate Finn's character being fleshed out in that way. I don't think that you're going to get, I don't think you're going to alienate those people who say, Oh no, Finn's character was perfect the way it was. You know, I I think most people will tell you, yes, that could have been handled better. You know, again, John Boyega, has admitted it could have been handled better. So, um, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if this this happens because there's a lot of new people involved, you know, but at the end of the day, like, a lot of this is still being spearheaded by Kathleen Kennedy, uh, as far as we know. So I just wonder from Boyega's perspective, does he trust uh, the people making this film? It's not J.J. Abrams, you know, it's not Ryan Johnson, as far as we know. Um, yeah, it's still, you know, it's still the same sort of same leadership. Yeah, exactly. It's still, still the same leadership at Lucasfilm. So I think that'll be the question that he's going to have to answer, um, from a, is this like, <laughs> like, do you think that this is possible? Like, do you think that we're in this? Like, or do you think that this is like a pie in the sky, Hail Mary type of shot? So when you say this is possible, do you mean uh, you mean John Boyega being in this movie? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think you can make the case as likely. Wow. You know, as long as this report is true, yeah, yeah, as long as this report is true, um, because if he's not in it, then you're almost like writing him out, um, sort of. Because when isn't this? How long? How far in the future is this? They've, they've, they've talked about, I think, 15 years. 15 years. I mean, Finn's not dead. So they're kind of getting him, getting, pushing him out of the story. Um, 
which is, I mean, it's fine. It's not necessarily the, like, the worst thing in the world, I guess, but, um, but it's, um, but yeah, it's absolutely possible. Absolutely. It's possible. Um, and you can pitch him a, you know, and, and nothing he said would make me, well, I'd have to look at, <laughs> I may have to look up his, his specific quotes again, but I don't believe anything he said made me think like he would never under any circumstances ever do a Star Wars movie again under Kathleen Kennedy. You know, I like, I don't think it was that explicit. Um, I mean, Dave Filoni is now creative director, I guess. He is the one guy that I thought about and said, maybe, you know, his presence will help. But, you know, I, I mean, I would, I would, I would think um, knowing John Boyega at least does enjoy Star Wars himself. He definitely seems like someone that is a fan that, he has probably enjoyed the Mandoverse stuff. And knowing Filoni was a big part of that stuff. And knowing that Filoni is now largely in charge of all the creative decisions being made. Um, or at least having a heavy hand in all the creative decisions being made. That maybe that would kind of help him make me maybe feel more comfortable um, being back involved. But, um, but I don't know. Who knows? But... Um, for so, me, I think for me, I would think that it would be as simple as he will be a Jedi and he will not be a cowardly character. <laughs> I yeah. would think those two things should be enough. You know, um, of course, he'll make a boatload of money anyway if he were to come back. But I would think that those two things, it would be enough, I would think. So Boyega... The last thing that he's publicly said is that he would return to a Star Wars film if Kennedy and J.J. Abrams were involved. So, again, everything we know about this is that... You said if Kennedy and J.J. Abrams were out? Were, were involved. <laughs> oh, were involved. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Like, you know, he'd only want to return with the full with the, with the crew. Um, now, again, we know, you know, the J.J. Abrams thing is not happening. Um, yeah, it's not happening. But... Uh, but at the same time, you know, Kennedy's still there. And again, it seems like that's a positive as opposed to a negative. Um, apparently John Roca had said a couple of weeks ago or a couple of months ago that, um, he's heard that they buried the hatchet and that, uh, he's heard that Boyega is a good chance he'll come back. Um, mm -hmm. this was before this report. So this again, stuff starting to line up a little bit, um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's still kind of, for me, it's still kind of, I'll believe it when I see it. Um, do you think that this moves the needle, so to speak, like on the perception of this project? Because when it was announced, it was announced as a Ray movie. They didn't bring Finn out there. They didn't, he wasn't at Celebration. And I'd argue that, like, he should be if he's in this movie. Like, and obviously deals have to be done and whatnot, but, like, you know, again, we don't need another Force Awakens where, like, you know, they're not putting him on the poster in China. You know, like, <laughs> exactly. you know, like, we, you know, if he's in the movie. I think he's a big enough character, big enough actor, big enough character in the Star Wars landscape that, I mean, unless you're telling me he's like, he's just playing a small role, which is possible. You know, if, if he's like, yeah, I'll be in it, but like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be the main character. That's, that's fair if that's, if that's what he wants. But like, but if he's in the movie and he's in it for, for a considerable amount of time, you know, like, 
that'll be, you know, do you think that his presence in the movie uh, moves the needle from a perception standpoint? Do you, does this make you, does this make you feel differently about this project knowing that uh, Finn will be back as well? No, no, that doesn't make me feel differently. Um, and this is coming from somebody that, you know, you don't hate the sequel trilogy, but you're also not uh, a sequel trilogy, you know, super fan. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there were there was there were things that were good and things that I did not like in in the sequel trilogy. Um, and a lot of know. stuff you didn't like. <laughs> some of it had to do with these characters to a degree. Right. You yeah. Know? The handling of these characters, the story, consistency. Um, you know, there are definitely more things within this trilogy that I didn't like than any other any of the other trilogies. Um, uh, but uh, but I didn't think there was nothing good or redeemable. I thought there were, I think there were a lot of good and redeemable things about the sequel trilogy. Uh, but this does not move the needle for me in terms of me thinking that this quote unquote Ray movie um, is, you know, a good idea or not, or is something that they should be doing right now or not. Um, you know, um, if Grogu's in it, huh? I was just gonna ask you if Grogu's in it, it like oh, that, that would absolutely move the needle. That's me. box office, right? Yeah. I mean that like yeah, and I think we we've discussed that before. Yeah, but yeah, that's a that's a total game changer. And if you're throwing Boyega, Grogu, Daisy Ridley, I think you're printing money if you're Star Wars. Oh, guaranteed billion dollar club, guaranteed. <laughs> you know, I think you're printing money. Guaranteed billion dollars. You know, it's you know Disney Plus day one. Breaking streaming records, all all those things. Um, just the height. There would be a lot of skepticism, but the height would just be through the roof. Even the skeptics would have to go just for so, Baby Grogu, <laughs> just for Grogu alone, or not. Very, baby yeah, because a lot of those baby. people. I guess he wouldn't be a baby, but yeah, you know, if the time skip Grogu. I mean, you have to go see that. That that would be, and that that would be really smart from a marketing perspective, and maybe that's what they're planning on, but they. They're holding out because that's something that they want to reveal, you know, down the line. But like that would be really smart because, again, a lot of the people that there are a lot of people that didn't like the sequel trilogy that love the Mandalorian and love yeah. Grogu and love what they've done with his character. You know, now the Mandalorian's lost a little bit of of, of goodwill with some of the people as <laughs> as time has gone on, you know, and they've kind of, you know. Kind of, kind of mired in, in this kind of weird space that they've been in, where they haven't really moved the story along. But still, those same people are still vastly intrigued about what the future of that character is. And you know, again, you're gonna have those people, like you said, are gonna have to go see the movie, even if they hate Ray's character, even if they hate Finn, or they hate Kathleen Kennedy Kennedy's handling of the sequel trilogy. They're gonna have to see the movie or, or at least they'll they'll have to be locked in on it you know even if they don't see it out of protest so they'll, they'll care about the movie to some degree just because Grogu's in it you know so uh, mm-hmm. yeah I mean the only fear the only question would be if Grogu's in this and he's in the the other one like he'd have to be vastly different in this and he should be like he'd be a lot older but um like you can't have baby Grogu again, like at some point, or baby Yoda, as you want to call it, like you gotta, you know, he's gotta be, he can't be the same character, because we're also, we have another movie that's coming out that he will be in, as far as we know, and he'll be baby Yoda, so, 
mm-hmm. you know, in terms of Dave Filoni's movie. So you can't you can't have that. So an adult Grogu though, oh my god, like you said, printing money. Yeah, I mean that's that's a that's just a guaranteed, like you said, it's a guaranteed money maker. Um, so yeah, that'll be something that'll be interesting for us to track. I mean, I, you know, of course we'll be talking about the Ray movie. We'll be seeing the Ray movie whenever it comes out. Um, <laughs> yep. Still all good. We're still going to go see it in the biggest screen that we could possibly see it, whether it be IMAX, 3D, whatever. We're going to go see the Ray movie. Um, it'll just be a matter of, um, you know, following the press, the, all the press and release and trailers and news and everything that comes out about it. Um, so we'll see if there's any any more news surrounding this uh, going forward, which, of course, there is certain to be. All right, so the next topic we have here will be um, James Mangold's, um, I guess you could say future with Lucasfilm. So he, he recently released, uh, the Indiana Jones, um, uh, the latest, uh, Indiana Jones movie, uh, the dial of destiny, um, which, um, uh, which is right now. And I can actually pull up the Rotten Tomatoes for this right now. I believe the last time I checked, it was in the 60s, I believe, was the 69 is what I'm seeing. Okay, yeah, you're seeing 69. Um, yeah, so it's at 69 for the uh, critics and 88 for 88% for the audience, which isn't bad. Um, I believe the opening box office domestically, I believe, was in the 60s millions or, or I believe was somewhere in that range. Um, so it's, so Indiana Jones has been doing, it's at the top of the box office now, making more money than any of the movies out now. Um, but it's the budget for the movie was uh, more than $300 million. Very, very high budget. Um, so, you know, it has a lot of money to make, um, to make up that budget. Um, certainly is, it doesn't seem to be on pace to join the billion dollar club. Um, in terms of being just a massive smash budget hit, similar to any of the other Star Wars movies that have come out, um, been released by Lucasfilm, which several of those movies, particularly even the sequel trilogy, Kathleen Kennedy movies specifically, have been billion dollar movies. Um, so, so far, this Indiana Jones movie has been a very, very big budget movie that thus far has not hit in the way in the box office just in terms of money making way that I uh am sure that Disney and Lucasfilm would have fixed would have uh, would have liked um considering the amount of money that was spent on it. And it's just which to me isn't surprising. Um yeah it's just it's uh, to me it's not surprising though I guess maybe I'm just not the demographic that this movie because Indiana Jones is a, an older franchise, and um, the last movie that came out was more than ten years ago for Indiana Jones. Um, forget what I believe it was something about Crystal uh, Skull. Skull. Yeah, and that one wasn't um, wasn't like yeah yeah Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and that one I believe wasn't even too like isn't like too highly touted. Um, yeah, I think people. Yeah, I don't think people really like that one. So, you know, so this isn't a franchise that I would think is just all oh, your instant money, just going to instantly make like a million dollars. 
um, or like, you know, a billion dollars rather. So it's just like, I, you know, so, so there's, so there's some kind of built in things when it comes to this movie that I just think, um, Mangled probably didn't have the best chance of just in terms of how much money was spent and how much money <laughs> maybe they were hoping to make, um, that he just, that just, we're just kind of going against them in general. Um, I haven't seen this movie, so I'm not going to say anything personal in regards to how I feel about his movie. The last movie I saw from James Mangold I really enjoyed, which was Logan. Um, and I heard Ford v, uh, Ford v Ferrari, which he made, is really, really good as well. I know that was, was a very successful movie. Um, it was very critically acclaimed, and uh, people like, seem to like it as well. Um, but, um, but yeah, this also does not, this does not, reflect very well just in terms of um his <laughs> his now movie making um future within lucasfilm with this not being necessarily the box, box office hit that lucasfilm would have wanted and with him making another star wars movie that, where he's already just set to be making this movie um and i don't think it also helps kathleen kennedy who kind of was her name was almost kind of made through working with George on, on the, on the older Indiana Jones movies. Um, so yeah, it's this overall just isn't, this isn't very good for Mangold and, and for, and for Kennedy both. Now I'm not too concerned with just the pitch of what this other Star Wars movie is supposed to be. Sounds like something that I am almost certain to, at least have at least respect the attempt of this doesn't sound like something that I would dislike an origin of the Jedi movie doesn't sound like something that I would dislike because oh there was something weird about the story here or there like it would have to be a complete like if there's Jedi in it if there's the lightsabers in it if there's if we get an origin of the lightsaber if we you know, get at origins of the force. If, you know, the world between worlds or, you know, Mortis and, you know, the Mortis gods and any of that, any of that stuff is, which it, that, that doesn't even necessarily have to be in this movie. But if it is, um, you know, any, any of that stuff or any stuff like that, I'm sold. Like the force is my favorite Star Wars stuff. So it sounds like Mangold wants to, he's keep, whenever he talks about this movie, he's talking about the force. It's like, all right, you're selling me on it. So whatever he does, I I'm almost certain I will at least largely enjoy. I'm probably gonna like the movie, regardless of what, regardless of <laughs> whether the story makes the most sense in the world or if it's like, you know, super consistent with canon or not. Like I, I'll, I'll almost certainly enjoy the movie. Um, so you're not nervous about about what happened. I'm not nervous about my enjoyment of them um do i think there might be some meat left on the bone or will i be looking at other directors saying maybe this guy could have made a better one i don't know maybe but i think i'll enjoy it i don't think i'll not enjoy it i think i'll i'm almost certain i'll enjoy it more than all the sequel trilogy movies. yeah i mean so the the thing that i think is important to look at is that like look first of all it's a tall task you know indiana jones 5 you know you're mm -hmm. coming you're coming off of a bunch of steven spielberg movies you're 
now a new guy making this movie. You're doing old Harrison Ford. Um, you're directing old Harrison Ford, uh, who's been, you know, who's still really, you know, still really sharp as an actor. Right. But, yes. Um, but it's like, you know, this is a lot different. Like, I feel like it's a lot different than the project that he's going to be making uh, for Star Wars. And, you know, I feel like the more applicable comparison is this is also different, but I feel like the more app comparison will, will still be Logan um, in terms of the, the, you know, the, the low, like the style of the movie that it seems like they're going to be trying to make, uh, you know, and I don't know. We'll see uh, in terms of, in terms of, you know, Lucasfilm and, and coming off of this, I mean, I am more concerned for Kathleen Kennedy than I am for James Mangold. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like you said, you know, again, this this doesn't impact directly uh, how I feel about James Mangold. He made, he's made plenty of good movies that I've seen. Uh, and he's not like he's a director where he's never had a, a shaky movie. You know, like the, the Wolverine was not nearly as crazy yeah. acclaimed as Logan was, you know, and I like the Wolverine, but I'd admit that it's not a perfect movie by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and so it's not shocking that Indiana Jones could come out of it and people be like, eh, that was, that was just okay. Um, you know, I mean, this story again, feels like it's going to be a lot more creative and, you know, he talked about it during the press, uh, leading into this movie that, you know, he had plans to make a Boba Fett movie. Um, that was going to be a very, he said it was going to be a very, you know, uh, smaller scale, single planet, Western, you know, type of movie, you know, he said it was going to be borderline rated R and he didn't know how a lot of the people Lucasfilm felt about that, but, um, but that it got scrapped after Solo came out and, um, he was like, you know, when you see what happens with the Mandalorian and. Boba Fett, he was like, look, I don't think Baby Yoda would have fit into my version of Boba Fett. <laughs> um, but like, you know, he, he talked about how he is excited that in this new project that he's working on, that he's playing in a sandbox where he can, you know, he can do almost whatever he wants. Like, because there is no overlap. He's in a time period that hasn't been touched before, and he can kind of just make things up so to speak you know stuff has to still make sense but he talked about how when he's talking to these he's talking to the you know the story group people or the people that are making everything make sense mm -hmm. you know they're giving him a lot of autonomy because not a lot has been established at this point you know so um yes. yeah i mean that i'm i'm less worried about it's kathleen kennedy because you know i mean this was a big deal obviously for them they've been working on this for a long time um, Indiana Jones is a flagship Star Wars, is a flagship Lucasfilm uh, property, you know, right next to the Star Wars, you know, yeah. Skywalker Saga movies. It's the Indiana Jones movies. Um, you know, like Willow flopping, you know, I, I don't think anybody cares about that. Like, sure, you know, they pushed right. it. They tried to shove it down our face every year at Celebration, every year at Comic-Con. <laughs> right. But, you know... But at the end of the day, nobody really is concerned about the future of Star Wars because Willow didn't work out. But but when you start talking about, um, you know, you start talking about Indiana Jones, that is a little bit more concerning. Again, it's not Star Wars, but, you know, this is supposed to be Kathleen Kennedy's bread and butter. At the end of the day, it's supposed to be yeah. Yeah. bread and butter is supposed to be making movies 
particularly movies that she's made before, you know, like she's helped uh, make Indiana Jones movies in the past, you know, again, not an easy project and an easy property to make, but you know, once you go down this road, like you better be, you better be sure you're making a good movie. And, you know, again, if we count this and we count Willow, like a lot of these, these theatrical releases for Lucasfilm haven't hit the, haven't, you know, met the mark, you know, I mean, and then Rose Squadron never even came out. And who knows if that ever will. I don't know what the plan is with that movie, but yeah. like there's this Taika Waititi. Yeah, we got the Taika movie that, you know, I guess he's saying is still gonna come out, but we haven't heard anything about. Um like theatrical yeah. releases have been yeah. suspect again. And now we've got like the thing and and, and I'll be I'll be honest, like the three movies that we are talking about right now, as they are presently constructed, are not surefire. Like, again, we can talk about if Grogu's in the Ray movie and Finn is in the Ray movie, it becomes more likely to succeed. But then even still, we're dealing with, you know, two firecracker characters that some people love and some people hate. So uh, if you're talking about Finn and Ray and... Yep. And then beyond that movie, like we're dealing with a, a timeline, you know, with James Mangold that we've never touched before, you know, and again, the guy just made Indiana Jones and it wasn't perfect. So like, who knows if that movie's going to be great. And then, you know, I'm most confident about the Filoni movie, but, you know, Filoni, you know, this is first, you know, live action theatrical movie. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, a, it's a, it's a weird sort of culmination of the Mandalorian that's going to happen on that's going to happen in theaters and a lot of it is banking on success of that that you know series of, of shows and um, you know I'd argue I mean we'll see what happens with Ahsoka I think I'm we're all very confident in that but you know the last few things that we've seen in that universe haven't been as popular as the first few things that we saw so um, so again, not to, not to, you know, you know, it's not DEFCON 5, but, you know, that would be the concern is that, look, you know, as well as Lucasfilm has done with these, uh, streaming service shows, the real money makers will always be theatrical releases. And, you know, they haven't been able to hit on those recently. And in a situation like this, you costing yourself a lot of money. I mean, right now the projections are, it's not going to, it's going to lose more money. Uh, or do worse than Solo did in the box office. And, there you go. You know, say we won about Solo, how great it was, how bad it was. Lucasfilm looks at it as a disaster. You know, they want nothing to do with. Um, they wanted nothing to do with anything like it when that movie came out. It's again, it's why James Mangold's Boba Fett never came out because Solo came out and they were like, this didn't work. Scrap everything. No more Boba Fett. Like, so, you know, again, if we're gonna look at. Solo is a failure, which again I think was a little harsh. I thought the movie was okay, but if we look at Solo as a failure, and that's what Indiana Jones was. So, um, yeah, I think that it's you know I think Kathleen Kennedy is a little bit back on the hot seat. You know, I think she was off of it for a little bit, but um, but she needs a win badly. You know, I mean, Ahsoka's coming out. I think that'll be the win, but. 
the streaming stuff, I think nobody's shocked at this point if they have a good streaming if they have a good streaming show. Like Andor was fine, and nobody it didn't. It, I feel like it didn't alleviate any of the concerns with some of the other stuff. So yeah, interesting times. Yeah, certainly an interesting time. You know, I mean, we'll we'll see. Um, we'll see how this stuff ends up affecting Kathleen Kennedy. Um, going forward, I mean, her contract does expire. Uh, technically next year. So we'll see, um, you know, I've heard people talk about her being canned before then. I don't see that happening. Um, barring some kind of crazy unforeseen collapse or some kind of drama regarding her that leaking that we would not have anticipated. I don't see that happening. Uh, but then the, the, the thought of her being kind of, them re-upping her contract or bringing her back is definitely a question mark. So, um, so yeah, we'll have to see. We'll have to see how, how this affects her, her going forward. Um, all right. So next I did want to talk about, um, uh, another topic you mentioned at the top of the show kind of, which is, uh, Amelia Clark's Kira character. Speaking of solo, which we also just mentioned, um, possibly making a return. Um, now, this is something that she was, uh, of course, as as I'm sure many of you listening know, she is in the Star Wars in the uh, Marvel uh, TV show Secret Invasion, um, which has been pretty good. I definitely recommend if you're a fan of Marvel content. Um, and uh, she was recently asked about possibly returning. Um, to uh, the Star Wars world as Kira, and there was a lot, a lot of stammering and not being sure exactly how to answer the question. Um, and then Ben Mendelsohn kind of jumped in and just said he would answer it. And uh, yeah, so there was a lot of which Ben Mendelsohn, of course, isn't isn't unfamiliar with being a part of Lucasfilm and Star Wars himself. Um, so yeah, this is so some there is you know speculation word out there that maybe Kira uh, can make a return. Now she has the character has definitely made a very bold return uh, in the Star Wars comics. Um, I know she has one comic run. She may have another one. I, I'm not sure. She's been I'm behind, very behind in the comics as you can hear. Um, so so. I've heard very good things about her return in the comics. <laughs> um, but I know she has been in the comics. Um, her and Crimson Dawn um, uh, in the, you know, Age of the Empire, possibly going up against the Empire and Darth Vader in some kind of way. I, I'm not sure. I haven't um, read it, so I'm not sure. But I do know it has been very positively received from what I have seen. Um, and I also enjoyed the Kira character in Solo. Um, so I am I also do plan on reading those comics. I, I'm curious to see what the, what her story is. Um, and I have pretty high expectations now with with how positively it's been received. So. So and I would be happy to hear about her return in live action as well. So, Ken, I find all this very fascinating. Um, 
you know, of course, we know the, you know, make solo two happen campaign has been on frequent and ongoing, very reminiscent to me of the Snyder cut campaign, though, with, I guess, less toxicity. I haven't seen any toxicity, honestly, but um, but I guess less of any kind of, you know, weird toxic online toxic hostility or toxicity. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a make solo two happen campaign going on. That is, that has been going on really since the release of solo. Um, and, um, I think Kira's character, there hasn't even really been a need for a campaign because she's just been a very consistent presence in the, in the comic comic space, uh, for a little while now. So I wouldn't surprise me to see her return in another medium, but kind of, what are your thoughts on Kira's possible return? Um, I mean, look, it's definitely interesting. I, the thing that my head went to was where would this be? Because look, if Amelia Clark is having this reaction, like you said, it's not like the character hadn't been used before. So like, I don't think that she's stammering because, you know, she's going to appear in a video game, you know? Right. Um, or even like she's going to appear in like bad batch. Like, I just don't think that that is, you know, something that she cares about. You know, I would assume right. that if she's, if, you know, Ben Mendelsohn's asking her this character and she, a question and she can't say anything, uh, which, I, again, I do, do, I do think it's, like, funny that, like, you know, it was Mendelsohn asking the question and it's like, obviously, yeah. he was Krennic in that same movie. You know, we're not in that same movie, but in that, you know, he's been in the Star Wars universe, I should say. Yes. And so, like, he understands, like, her, like, you know, her her not being able to say anything and being able to be like, uh, never mind, you know, and you know, kind of dodged it because he understood like right. her right. hesitation. But um but still with that being said, like uh to me, I mean my first thought is maybe there were conversations about her being in the Lando show. Again, all this stuff, I don't know if the Lando show exists. Is that still happening? I I think Kennedy was asked about it recently, and she... Yeah, I feel uh, like we have talked about this as well. Yeah, um, like she said that, you know, yeah, you know, we're, we haven't given up on Lando or something like that. I don't believe it, but, you know, that's what I... That's what was said. Uh, you know, there's understand. too much going on sometimes. And so, yeah, I mean, if, like, if they do eventually want to do Lando, um, it would make sense for her to be in it, but even that one, like, I don't think it's imminent enough to where she would, like, she can't say that she's going to be in Lando or that's been talked about. But, like, I feel like that reaction is, like, oh, like, not like I've already filmed something, but, like, uh, I'm talking to Lucasfilm about that now. Or I've had conversations about that with Lucasfilm recently. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what that would be. I don't know where that would happen. Um I mean, she technically, she'd still be around in, you know, in the Mandalorian times, you know? And so, yes. is it possible that she shows up in that universe? I think that would be the question, and that would be the one that makes the most sense. Mm. So, what are you thinking, Ken? Are you thinking, like, the Mandoverse movie? Mandoverse movie? Uh, I mean, you know, they... Did they like is it something related to Thrawn? Is Thrawn related to Crimson Dawn at all? You mean like Skeleton Crew? 
maybe skeleton crew like you know i don't know what the deal is with skeleton crew what they're trying to pull off there <laughs> you know so i like i don't know if i want to see her in skeleton crew like you know <laughs> i much rather see her in ahsoka because at least i know ahsoka is going to be serious but like but i don't just i don't think that based off what ahsoka is trying to pull off which is essentially like rebel season five like i don't think that she's going to be in ahsoka because she, she doesn't fit in that but um but again, maybe it's the next season of The Mandalorian. You know, maybe again, maybe it is Skeleton Crew. But that would be that would be the one that makes the most sense to me. And none of these movies. I mean, I guess like you said, unless maybe it's the Mandalorian movie. Uh, but the the Ray movie, obviously impossible, and the Jedi Order movie, impossible. So that's where I would. That's where my head and my eyes point to. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that'll be that would be. Uh... That would be. I think that would be good. Honestly, her character. I liked her character. Um, I didn't yeah. know how I'd feel about it, and I, I still think some fans are kind of like unsure or undecided on how they feel about Han having a different love interest. Um, that wasn't just like a fling kind of thing. It was like someone that he would actually really, really cared about. Um, I. I mean, I. I don't hate it. I I I greatly enjoyed um, the Kira storyline in Solo. I would enjoy her return again. I honestly I just want to read these comics. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's kind of step one for me is to read these comics, find out what exactly are they doing with this character right now. Um, that you know, to where I would I, to where I would be saying, or I would be within Lucasfilm saying we should find something to do with this um you know where can we fit this character um and Amelia Clark is hot right now yeah he's hot right now secret invasion is is, is has been has been good um you know she has been she has been doing uh, she's really great in the show so you know as far as i'm concerned the more things she's in the better um, when it comes to uh, Lucasfilm, and she's very talented, obviously. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, I think we'll see. It's very exciting, though. I, I think it's very exciting. Um, that there's talk of her possibly returning. I think that we're gonna see all the Iron Rackets again. I would love, I would love that too. I'm though. I'm I. My odds for that would be lower than Emilia Clark's return, but I, I would like that as well. The deep fake. Uh, the deep fake, you know, de aging stuff makes it less likely, but but I do think that we'll end up seeing that character again. It's uh, just weird going from a from a younger live action Han Solo to a deep fake Han Solo. Um, yes, I mean, I guess I mean they can, but it was it would just be weird to me. Because Han is another guy that could definitely show up in this Mandoverse uh, that they yeah. set up. Like, you know, but if he were to show up, like, is he showing up as Alden Ironrike or is he showing up as a, a defect? I would assume if, if he has any, like, real presence, I think they'd probably want it to be Ironrike. Well, yep. well, regardless of what they'd want, I just think it'd be more feasible. 
but if it's just like a cameo, if it's just like, oh, you see the Falcon and you see Han and Chewie, like that, they could deep fake that and, you know, whatever. But, um, but yeah, I, I think that we will see Han again. Um, I, I think Filoni, Filoni and Favreau have definitely been a little bit more willing to, to, to take risks and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And Iron Rack's been doing well too. I mean, yeah, I know he's man. in. Um, well, of course, I know he's in that the Peacock show, Brave New World. Um, yeah, he was also in Cocaine Bear. He was in. Um, he's in Oppenheimer, apparently as well. Yep, and he's going to be in Ironheart. Going to be in Ironheart. I mean, he's doing various different things, which is also under a Disney umbrella, by the way. So it's not like they. It's not like they've moved on from him altogether. Um. So he's still in house. I mean, and he, and, and again, if you have him in any of those things, he doesn't have to be in there for that main, that many. He doesn't have to be a main character in any of this stuff. Yeah, he's Han Solo. Like, you, he's he's just him, him, him being in it for two scenes is a major, major deal. Yeah, yeah, yep. Wouldn't cost him anything. <laughs> no, you know, like Ehrenreich isn't like you know um, Brad Pitt. No, he's not Ben Affleck. <laughs> you know, like um. So yeah, I I think it would just make sense, you know. But uh, but who knows? Who knows? I also think just getting Sebastian Stan to play Luke would make sense. But you know, <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent, very against that uh, for unknown reason. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see how uh, how how that unfolds as well. I am still holding out hope for uh, Amelia Clark to show back up as a Kira character. Um. All right. So, the last topic we got for this show, Kendall, Star Wars Eclipse. Um. So we now have new reports, uh, from Insider Gaming, um, that uh, Quantic Dream is seeking a 2026 release date for Star Wars Eclipse. Um. Now, I this is news to me. Um. Just because they. Or this this gaming studio, Quantic Dreams, has been particularly slow in in at least when it comes to their last game, Detroit Become Human, which I believe from their first just announcement teaser that was released um, took about like eight years, eight nine years, I believe, um, to release. And I actually think from one of their concept teasers. That was re- that was released like even before then, for the Kira character with the same actress who ended up being Kira in Detroit Becoming Human. Um, that was even released using the PS3, um, right? And it was released as like a PS3 like concept tra- concept trailer, which I had forgotten about. I had actually recently watched that, and I was like, "Wow, I forgot they released this." Um, so that was that was it, that took basically like a decade to make um so i was i was not expecting to hear us to hear anything about this game uh for at least a few more years um when it comes to like release um but according to uh insider gaming they're saying they're shooting for a 2026 release date and this movie this game was announced in what 2020 uh let me see I want to see 2021. 2021. Wow. Yeah, I was gonna say I could have swore it was 2021. Yeah, 2021. 
um late 2021 at that december that was during the game awards yeah um so almost 2022 so it wasn't so it hasn't been that long since this was announced um so now we're getting word that it's that they want this released um within the next 3 years probably 2026 is what they're is what they're shooting for um so that's news to me um i'm not a game developer um i know <laughs> obviously i know that these we have new hardware we have new um we have new like software i even i think i know that unreal engine 5 is like out and being used by game developers which if you're not familiar with the gaming world that's like a new engine a new it's like a new like software that makes them it it helps the game developers to make the graphics better and make the lighting better to make all the like artifacts in the game more realistic and whatnot um but Whereas otherwise, it would take just a really, 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 really long time to do that. Um, maybe they can do it faster and cheaper. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like with any kind of technology, just to make things easier and, and for people to do and people to use. So maybe with all this new technology now, these new hardware with the PS5, the S5 Series X and these, you know, PCs that just become more and more powerful. Um, maybe they're able to release these things faster now. You know, I mean, I think that's, you know, maybe instead of eight, nine years, it'll take them four or five years. Um, now, we've heard that um, Quantic Dreams has been having some hiring problems. Um, you know, and this isn't to be unexpected, considering they've had various scandals in the past, um, particularly with their their president. Yeah, um, culture. Yeah. Workplace culture. Um, but, um, but now we're hearing that maybe it's, maybe they're just, they're right on schedule thinking that they can release this in 2026. Uh, now I hope that isn't, they're not taking crunch into, into account with that release date. And if you're not familiar with that, with that term in the gaming world, that just means where they basically just practically work their people to death, which it's just all this, uh, you know, um, quote unquote optional, but not really optional overtime. Uh, that they have to do to just work and work and work and work and work to to uh, be able to release the game on a specific release date. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully that's not factoring into this release date. But um, but yeah, this is a very ambitious release date. Um, but kind of what are your what are your thoughts on this as well? Yeah, I mean, look, I think on the one hand, like. Obviously, when we're taking into account like our prior knowledge and history, Quantic Dreams, like you said, that is <laughs> that is a uh, a very fair number. In fact, like you said, it, it's it's earlier than than we than than it has been in the past. Maybe what we expected. Uh, but I'm sure there's a lot of people that are out there that are like, all right, 2026, like you know, six years for a regular video game might be too long, you know, like maybe be like five years, you know, I've waited for this game, like, you know, but, um, but still, I mean, like you said, uh, 
that that's that's very ambitious for for their style of games. Um, now, I think a big a big factor, like I mean, I think the technology piece of it, you were one hundred percent right. That makes it's always going to expedite these things and make things you know easier uh, in terms of release dates. Um, but I think the other thing is that like because this is a major IP that they're dealing with, like Star Wars, I think it's it would have been harder for them to announce it and then hide for eight years and then say, yeah, this is our game that we're coming out with. Remember this game we announced 10 years ago? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's finally out. Like, you know, when you're dealing with Star Wars, you got people that do care uh, about the property and you announce it in a very major way at a major um, event. Uh, like, I'd imagine even Jeff Keighley had to have conversations of like, all right, like, you guys are announced If you guys are like, I'm sure he would have taken it regardless just because, you know, it's a major brand but like there's also had to have been some thought to like you know i don't want to announce a game that's not going to come out for 10 years you know and then that'd be attached to my thing like oh this the game awards announced this game and hasn't come out yet you know but um so i'm sure that even he had maybe some idea that like this is in active development you know um so yeah, that I you know, and I mean they while they what they showed us was very much like a cinematic, you know, they did have something, you know, to make it seem like, you know, they have a, a base, you know, already set. So you know, I'm optimistic that they'll be able to reach this twenty twenty six date. Um but we all know in today's day and age of video game culture and gaming culture and, and just uh release dates. These things get pushed back. Like, I mean, the Suicide Squad game was announced in 2020, right? And then that thing's not going to come out till 24. Uh, so like, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. You know, these things, and that was not supposed to be a game that took four years to do or less than four years to make. But, um, but these things get pushed back so often that sometimes that ends up being the case. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm gonna assume that they hit that 26 mark, because um, like I said, it's it just it would have just been hard to announce a Star Wars game and then and not have it come out within a five six year window. Because at that point, people are gonna be like, "Wait, is that that same game they announced like half a decade ago?" So yeah, um, yeah, and I mean, Lucasfilm still has their name on this. You know, this isn't yeah, even just so their game. Me. You know, Disney and Lucasfilm and the Story Group. I'm sure will be working with them. And, Right, and if they've got stories they want to tell and they have to tell, exactly. You know, you can't be saying this is you know I don't I don't remember exact stuff about this game, but like if it was for example if it was High Republic, you can't just say it's a High Republic game and then have yeah it, this, yeah this is a High Republic game. Yeah, if this is a High Republic game, like you can't have it come out in ten years and High Republics may not be a thing, like or maybe you know totally <laughs> exactly. different phase. Like you gotta there you are working with some version of a deadline, you know, and like. You know, window of of storytelling. Yeah, yeah, agreed. So, yeah, I I, I would think that this is a this is, uh, you know, with the modern technology, um, you know, that this is a good like ten tentative like release schedule where they're like, we think we'll we'll, we'll get this out twenty twenty six. Now the High Republic's third phase. Which I believe is the final phase is supposed to end um end of next year, I believe. I I mean I'm not 
certain. I'd have to uh, I'd have to relook at that, and I'm sure some of the people listening probably already know, <laughs> already have it logged in their heads already. But um, but I don't think it's supposed to go into 25, or certainly not 26. Um, but I think releasing the game in 2026 is still a good window for. Yes, High Republic is still like fresh in my mind, right. you know, or like, and of course the Acolyte is in the High Republic as well, or like, you know, um, there's this other High Republic thing that's being developed, whether it be Acolyte Season 2 or I don't know, whatever else, um, and it's still, like, it's still something that's within the realm of like what Star Wars is trying to develop. Right. So... Um, so yeah, yeah, that's, but this is very exciting news. What, how does this going to work? Like even with Star Wars Outlaws, we didn't really talk about this last time because the gameplay hadn't come out, but mm-hmm. like the gameplay was out for that, you know, and I even think with this game Eclipse, like if these games are going to be like, like they're going to be canon, but there's also going to be like an interactive portion where you can kind of pick your, your story. Like, how is that going to work? Yeah, that's going to be very interesting. You know, like, I believe, isn't that the deal with Outlaws as well? Like, you're going to be able to, like... Uh, there, there would seem to be, at least know, on some level. It was kind of like a choose-your-side kind of, or choose-your-response. Like, yeah. Some but of these I, things are insignificant, you know, like, oh, what did I say to the the, the guy in the in the cantina? You know, what did I say to the bartender in the cantina? Like, that... That's <laughs> right. You know... <laughs> But if it's like, you know, do I turn on this person right now or do I, you know, or do I go on this mission with them? Like that, that is a major story point that can't have it both ways. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how that falls out, how, how they, how they handle that. Yeah, it'll be very interesting. I think, I think the fact that it's High Republic will help. That'll be easier for for this. For you know, sure. it's not like Luke, you know. Or like, right. <laughs> or you know, a character where it's like, yeah, no, this I need to know exactly how this happened, like for me to be okay with this. Like, if it's like High Republic characters, more than likely, mostly characters that will be new. I would, I would imagine. Because like the Fallen Order games aren't like that, right? Fallen Order no. is very linear. No, yeah, it's a linear story. It's a singular linear story, and this can still branch, but kind of sort of lead you to the same endpoint. I know the Telltale games largely work like that. Um, they do branch, but for the most part, the events that happen in the game happen in the game. You know, like right. it's not um, like you did this and then you didn't even encounter this whole other chapter of the story. <laughs> right. <laughs> like the events that happen in the game are still, okay, here you're at war with this thing and then here you you're trying to survive against this thing. And then here, like, it's kind of very much, you know, it's still linear in that sense. Um, but just in terms of specific character choices and tendencies, um, that's definitely something. And then, of course, the ending of that for that specific character can vary based on, you know, what you chose here or what you chose there. So, um but yeah, I think it'll be I think it'll be interesting to see for sure, um, you know. And this is this is um, I gotta say this even with Survivor Part Three or Fallen Order Part Three, 
being made. This is still easily my most anticipated um, Star Wars game. Maybe my most anticipated game coming out, with a possible exception of the Wolverine game. I, I have to see no what way. that Wolverine game looks like. No way it's ahead of Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, this is ahead of Wolverine. You haven't played Detroit Become Human, Kendall. That's the head of Wolverine? Yeah. Yeah, this Star Wars game? Wow. Kendall, Detroit Become Human is incredible. It's an incredible I mean, game. I it's, it's, and you know me, I love sci fi, Kendall. Obviously, you don't do a Star Wars podcast. That that game is it's handled AI and robotics as good, just as good as anything else I've seen. But a Wolverine uh, game made by the studio that brought you the Spider Man game? Yeah, no. Like I said, I I can't say for sure. I have to see <laughs> gameplay. They show me gameplay and it looks like Spider Man. Then maybe I'll be like, I don't know. But um, but this, but this, all the different costumes. Yeah, but it's not it's not Star Wars though. Can I? <laughs> Star Wars. Fair enough. The Star Wars, and you're a Jedi. You can pick your, make choices and choose what happens. And it's in the High Republic. Ah, that's tough. That's tough. Um, but yeah, we gotta see. We gotta see. Hopefully, I'm hoping if it's 2026. And I was telling you this before as well, but but I, it's reasonable that we might see something next year, or it's possible. I say it's possible. Maybe not reasonable. It's possible. That we might see something next year, maybe late next year, Game Awards, maybe next year. Um, maybe they're sad some- that like the only the only time we're ever gonna see anything is Game Awards or like Summer Games Fest. It's all Jeff Keeley. <laughs> yeah, I don't kind of you're not a you're not a Jeff Keeley guy. It's yeah. no more E three. Like there's no more <laughs> or it's gotta be some sort of direct, you know, some sort of <laughs> studio showcase. Like it can't be like just a, uh, it can't no more E three presentations or anything like that. Like it's, it's, it's a sad time. Yeah, yeah, for gaming, yeah, it's an interesting time for for uh, for video games, for video game news and drops and stuff. Um, I know we're kind of getting off the path here, but I also hear recently a GameStop's kind of going under right now. Employees talking about how the stores are empty. <laughs> uh, everyone just buying their games digital, digital, yeah, digital game and and. I, I want to say, I think there was a game that's, that was that was announced that they said like they're only releasing it digitally, um, or like a new it's like a new like major game that they said like won't have a disc copy. And someone was like, "Wow, it's gonna be it'll end up being lost media if that's the case." Like at some point, you know, yeah, it'll be obsolete, you know. And I'm like, I mean, that's or it'll just or it'll just be one of those things that's just a file. That's just right. shared by people. Yeah, and it only and, exists on like really obsolete consoles, and yeah, know, there won't be a physical copy of it. I mean, yeah, it's an interesting time, but yeah, no, that that is uh, that's the new fear that people have is that all these all these games and everything becomes so you know solely digital. Yeah, because that were the case, it's kind of like arcade games, like arcade games you know, have survived only because, like you said, people have, like, kind of copied them and things of that nature. But, like, you know, these emulators, but, like, but for the most part, because there aren't, like, physical copies running around, like, they're really hard to find. You know, they're really hard to play. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, definitely the end of an era, for sure. Um, All right. I think that's a good place to end this show. 
Um, you know, the, we will be keeping track of all these topics, of course. Um, I don't think there's anything. I mean, I, we have um, we actually we have San Diego Comic Con coming up, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, because of this writer strike and this potential actor strike, like it doesn't seem like there's gonna be a whole lot of like movie movie news or maybe even TV news, but. Uh, you may get some comic stuff and some, you know, still Comic Con, uh, sure, sure. comic stuff, maybe some animation stuff, but like, yeah, I, I expect this would be one of the drier Comic Cons we've had in a while. Uh, I'm expecting that as well. Um, like I actually made plans for that weekend and I didn't, I totally forgot, but I don't even really feel bad about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Marvel's um, not going to be there. James Gunn's like, yeah, I'm not going to be there. So it's like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, so then who is like, yeah. So I, I wouldn't anticipate Lucasfilm would have any kind of real significant presence. Um, and nothing's really going on anyway. I mean, unless they're going to reveal like an Ahsoka episode or something. Um, I wouldn't anticipate, Lucas from revealing and dropping anything significant or too significant here. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll keep a watch anyway. You know, we'll, we'll be monitoring anyway, just in case. And, yep. um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about any other news that comes up. Uh, we'll see if we get any updates about when did Ahsoka come out August. Uh, that's August. Yep. Oh man. Yep. So Ahsoka is next month. You know, interesting. Yep, so Ahsoka will be releasing in August. Um, I'm sure that'll be met with a lot of fanfare, a lot of... I'm sure there'll be a red carpet at some point. Um, yeah, that'll be... That will be uh, very, very exciting. Um, so yeah, can't wait for that. So we'll, of course, be following any news regarding that. Though at this point, we're all just kind of waiting for that show to drop. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of it. Um, I mean, and, and we, oh, we have the Skeleton Crew dropping later this year as well, or is that next year? Uh, you may want to double check that. I, I want to say it is supposed I'm to be this year. late this year, but yeah, I don't know if that's been they're not decided yet, but I think it's done, it's finished. I just think they have to decide are we dropping it. In December ish, fall, like winter, late, late fall, early winter, or are we holding it till beginning of next year? Um, right, because it's that, and then they have uh, whatchamacallit, right? And then they have Mandalorian eventually, but that's and then they have the Acolyte, so I mean, they, have, the they have a good amount of stuff. You know, yeah. and then and we're getting indoor season two next year yeah, as well. Yeah, indoor season two at some point. You know, um, so they have a good amount of stuff that they're going to be coming out with. But yeah, I think Skeleton Crew is next on the next in the rotation. You know, of course, is long along with Bad Batch. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we got some stuff. We definitely have some stuff to be be on the lookout for. Um, so still very exciting time to be a Star Wars fan. A lot of content. A lot of uh, a lot of new content, so uh, we'll be keeping tabs on that. I'm still getting through these High Republic books. Um, I I would think by our next show, I I should be 
finished with um, the latest uh, novel that was released in the in the second phase of the High Republic. So um, I should be able to talk about that. Um, and I'll try to catch up in these comics as well, the, the Star Wars comics, not just the High Republic comics. Um, but that'll be a long journey. So, <laughs> so uh, we'll see when I'm able to do that. Um, but that'll do it for this show. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Shamari, joined by Kendall, and we will see you guys next time.